The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. To Reality, a pop culture, current affairs, and LGBT news-oriented panel discussion series that's dedicated to you. Here are your hosts, Dominion Onyx, Carl Anthony, John Sebastian, and Legionnaire. Good evening and welcome to Reality, exclusively on Papi Chulo Radio. Today is Wednesday, October 12th, 2016. And it's time for another heaping helping of pop culture on demand from your favorite radio station and mine, poppychuloradio.com. Yay! Yay! Hi! 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 What? What? Can I? Are you you having a seizure, darling? (laughs) Uh, Maybe, but right now we need a mic check. So, uh, John Sebastian, are you there? I am here, and I'm not in sexy voice tonight. Sure, dear. Sure, dear. Uh, Legionnaire, <laughs> are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, how you doing? All right, Trey. Yeah, I All right. Talking. <laughs> and I hear one other masculine voice. What's, who's that? Who is that? Hello? Are you guys waiting for me? Voice. You guys are waiting for me? Yeah, we- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's Antonio. What's going on? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't but four people on the show, so. Uh... <laughs> uh, so uh, I was counting backwards and trying to do the math. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, yeah, well, yeah. at least you're pretty. That's what counts. Oh. Yeah, um. Nice. So, listeners, uh, Antonio is going to be trying out for the show today. So, uh, uh, Antonio, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, first, thank you guys for having me. Um, we haven't had you yet. Me, well, we haven't I'm had you, Yeah, well, true, true. Tr- I'm also a gentleman, so, so you know, watch yourself, watch yourself. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I live in, in Los Angeles right now. And uh, I'm a recording artist, and I moonlight in fashion. But um, I'm a self-proclaimed tech geek and um, political nerd. So this is this is perfect for me. I, I enjoy uh, you guys having me here to be a part of it. Excellent. Well, welcome to the show, and I think we're going to have a good old time tonight. Let's do it. Okay. So, um, eager before we begin, <laughs> I must okay. tell you that I, uh, I, I must speak on my new patron saint, patron saint, saint Uh-oh. Angela of the list. <laughs> okay. I, yes. I will tell you. <laughs> This I, I bought an Angie's List deal for fourteen ninety nine for forty hours of contract labor. Let me tell you, I have just I I can't tell you 
the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff that I have gotten done in this house through the use of Angie's List. On this most recent wow. deal, I built a wall in the basement, hung some curtain rods, hung 45 pictures, got two toilets fixed. Uh, well, damn. And no did shit, like 12 man. other things. I got like, I got at least $5,000 uh, anyway. Uh so um, we have a lot to get to on the show, so I suggest we get into it. Is everyone ready? Yeah, Let's do it for sure. Well, good. So first of all, uh, there's a story from a couple of weeks ago that uh, we want to get to along with a few others in the round table. It was a Michigan cop who forced his fingers into a man's anus then fondled the man's genitals after arresting him for driving with a suspended license earlier. Again, these are things that you can only do with a valid search warrant and a valid medical license, according to the man's attorney. Wow. The, this Allen Park police officer named Daniel Mack told Kevin Campbell that he had every right to probe his anus with his fingers. And uh, Kevin responds, you can't do that. And he says, yes, I can. Yes, I can. And he asks him, why are you uh, why are you putting your fingers in my ass? And why are you feeling my dick? And he says, because you've got something tucked into your ass. And um, it's, you know, I, I really feel like part of the problem here with so many of these officers is that they they lack training, this whole, you know, they tell you, you know, the precinct, you know, the jurisdiction will tell you that they offer sensitivity training, that they offer, you know, all sorts of things, but it's clear that these jurisdictions are not, or the people are working, working there are morons or a little from column A and a little from column B. But what do you all think? Let's start with you, Antonio. Well, truthfully, I think first off, I mean, I mean, we already know all of this shit is out of control, but for, for a cop to abuse his power, essentially we're talking about rape. We're talking about molestation yes. and actually even in reference to, you know, um, what was that movie called that won a few Academy uh, Awards? A Crash. Years no, with the Catholic Church and, uh, and oh. molested kids. Oh. Well, there was a bunch oh, of stuff. Um, atonement. Yeah, I, I just seen that for my first time uh, the oh other my night. God, that, was, that was such a heavy movie. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, and you know what? And I think the thing is here is um, maybe like a social displacement of power amongst, amongst the police officers because just even the idea for this to cross any, any male's mind in that's supposed to be serving the community that it's okay to stick your finger up somebody's ass to search for something. Just like on improv is, is is just I can't even process this, you know. And actually, and when I read it, when I when I read the article, he actually was driving um, supposedly a new a minivan that he purchased for his wife, and it still hadn't had its uh, its permanent driver's license plates on it yet. And um, and you know this thing gets kind of tricky. I myself, you know, I, I purchased a Prius last year briefly. And I was in a, a little bit of a dodgy part of town, but not anything too crazy. And they pulled me over because there was no official license plates. And I was thinking, if I'd been in my part of town, you guys would not be pulling me over because we're buying new cars. It's okay for minorities to purchase new cars. But um, 
But I don't know. To be pulled in like this, this is just this is just obnoxious. And actually, I think the police department also had um had a history of sexual abuse. You know, so I yes, hope this. I hope I hope they uh, he has um you know some 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 power behind some some uh, money behind him to hire the right attorneys and everything to really you know take this take this follow through with this to the end. Cool, uh, John Sebastian. Thoughts. Well, first of all, this is a blatant and egregious violation of the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution, um, which because this truly was an unreasonable search and seizure. Not only that, this meets the textbook definition of what a sexual assault is. Um, mm. So between the two, the fact that the the fact that this police department still is in existence is amazing to me but we know what happens in cases like this it's either a settlement or it's a cover-up so i just want to wait and see exactly what happens <clears throat> but on another point of view if you gonna finger fuck me can i at least get a drink first <laughs> right <laughs> really come on you know, buy me a cheeseburger at least. Real classy on this. No, I think it's great. I think it's cool. <laughs> you know, as obnoxious as as some of these things are that we're seeing that happen in our communities, you know, sometimes a lighthearted spirit helps us just kind of be able to process and uh, let go a little bit to still, you know, try to understand because some of these things that are happening are just so so far out of our uh, out of uh, a higher consciousness that we can't even process this. You know, so I enjoy it. Excellent. Well, Legionnaire, what do you thought? Uh, what do you thought? What do you think? <laughs> well, brilliant, I, darling. Well, I, uh, of course, am am horrified to to read this, and um, and I and I certainly do agree that uh, you know I concur in hoping that you know he has the right representation that will definitely get him some justice and restitution. And uh, just a quick correction: the movie we were referencing uh, was Spotlight. Not atonement. I was thinking of something ah, else, but spotlight. You are right. Um, so I want to make sure we get that corrected. But but yeah, I mean, but clearly this police department seems to have something of a checkered history of this type of stuff, of these kinds of these kinds of abuses, even amongst their own officers. So yeah, this 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 needs some serious looking into. I mean, even even above and beyond uh, what Mr. Campbell experienced. Definitely. Well, uh, from something a little heavy to something a little lighthearted, I guess, unless you're this chick. So, <laughs> a terrified South African bride bashed her husband over the head with a wine bottle after seeing his large manhood for the first time on their honeymoon in South Africa. Apparently, they had decided <laughs> to abstain until after marriage. Uh, and he goes by the nickname Anaconda after uh -oh. his football teammate saw his manhood in the changing room. And apparently uh, his wife's screams woke up the other guests in the Ben Breakfast in Coffee Bay, South Africa. And the pair ended up taking different buses home. Uh -oh. uh, their marriage is now on the rocks, but they've decided to go to counseling <laughs> Instead of involving what you the counsel? police, the <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what are you gonna do? His dick is huge. What is there to counsel? 
I mean, you know, maybe you can talk, get someone to talk about relax all your all muscles. muscles. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. council are going to tell it. Right. It, so, girl. learn to swallow. Right, <laughs> Whoa. Well, if Honey, she, if, mean, if, if you can bear it, her vagina, I don't think she can get it to her mouth. Well, if she got good aim and she can open her mouth, mm. I'm just saying <laughs> they, they're going to need to take a a, a four play course. <laughs> I'm back, uh, Antonio. You lead us off again, baby. What do you think? Well, I, I think they need to go to a. Uh, Foreplay training course before they get into all that uh, full penetration. Because uh, I mean, how many times has somebody zipped down their pants and you've been scared as hell? On, on you know, one, <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> Life, yeah, I don't know. I think this is crazy. Hell I mean, no, this is crazy. Turn that motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> you turn it up, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is kind of comical, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Legionnaire thoughts? Oh, hashtag never scurred. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but clearly, if you know, yeah, I, I don't know what uh, therapy will do other than to let her know it's like, look, you know, if if a baby can come out of there, surely you know, the you, anaconda you, can go in. The, the anaconda <laughs> can go in. So she should have been just, thankful. You know, I'm saying, just you know, girl, it's gonna be well, all what right. Is, what should she be thankful for? Well, that I mean, the opposite is is uh, a man that's not well endowed or maybe not uh, able to reproduce properly. She probably would have been upset then as well. You know, some people are just never happy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah some people do complain <laughs> that ice cream is cold. Um, but, um, my God. So first of all, the fact that, you know, how big I just, you know, me, I'm, I'm about seeing the evidence. Don't tell me, show me. Um, the second <laughs> part of it is, like I said, if, you know, if she can open her mouth, I'm sure, unless the head of his dick is the size of a basketball, she can at least get that in her mouth. Um, and like I said, if she learned to swallow, she'll be all right. Um, but seriously, this is, and, and I, I, I'm making, I'm making funnies and ha-has. Um, this is one of the reasons why you should actually, um, have sex before marriage. You know, you need, you should, you know, I want to see what's going to be walking up on me on the wedding night. <laughs> right. You know, um, and Even so the wife, but have sex, I mean, you would at least look at it. Right, but wait, wait, wait. How about she described the the penis as a hairy, scary cucumber? That oh. alone, that right there, sent me in. A hairy, scary <laughs> cucumber. <laughs> I just feel like she has some issues with sex. Period. Yes. Because I'm like, what, what dude? I mean, what? Not even what dude, but. Even if you don't want to necessarily have sex, I would be like, well, we ain't got to have sex uh, every day, but I got to at least see you naked 
you know, or near naked almost every day. So I feel like we would at least looked at each other naked beforehand. Well, I mean, we don't. everyone, you know, I, you know, we don't know Antonio well enough, but, you know, all you hoes, <laughs> other people. I um, am not a no, hoe. Y'all. Oh, I'm sorry. You're a trollop. You get you don't get paid. <laughs> I'm look. No, I'm married. So Floozy. Yeah, Floozy. Hussy. I'm trying to think uh, exactly what was he doing so much that she had to reach for the wine bottle and crack it over his head. Though, I think there's more to the story. I, I think that I think he probably tried to to <laughs> to, to um, penetrate her and she got scared. Wine bottle it up. He kept being like, he, like, I'm just gonna put the tip in. I'm just gonna put the tip in. It's gonna be all right. We gonna put the tip in, and everything gonna be a cool. And she felt that tip, and then he tried to push for it a little bit, and she to get him off of her. He she bashed him in the head with the bottle. Oh, Lord. And I and 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 in her defense, I am not mad at her about that. If you know, because if she was saying stop and he wasn't stopping, well. You get what you get. True. They were also on a half bottle of wine, so they're probably feeling a little good as well. They might have been trying some tricks or something. Well, one we know one of them was feeling good, and what up? What? (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like that's something that should have come up, though. Yeah, true. Oh, it did. Oh, it came up all right. Hmm. (laughs) Well, yeah. Too late for virgin and you got anaconda. That's a, that doesn't seem like a good match. That's yeah. a bad combination. That is a bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's you a real bad combination. You want to talk about busting a cherry? No, that's no. Like <laughs> you know, can you? I mean, uh, let's. I mean, but let's be real. I know at the age that I am, the first time I ran up on a man who was a little bit larger than normal, I looked out, and I mean, when I tell you he was a little, I'm lying. He wasn't a little bit larger than normal. That boy had a goddamn Louisville slugger between his legs. And I remember looking at him going, that's really pretty, but you can't stick that nowhere near me. I will be glad to kiss it and hug it and rub it and name it George. (laughs) I will throw it over my shoulder and burp it. I will even swallow, but you are not putting that thing anywhere near my ass. You're crazy. (laughs) And that was burped by... I was gonna burp. I was gonna throw it over my shoulder and burp it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm the thing was at least I, okay. So we talk about dick size. I mean, and, and you know, and and we know that porn, that we have this unrealistic view of what dick you know what dick sizes are because I know that what I think is eight inches and what some other folks have said is eight inches don't match. Because mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. I know I've what I'm talking about. How we need to have conversations with the ruler people. Nine inches is getting smaller and smaller every day. Uh, thank you. So exactly, because I'm like, you know, if you, not that I am in, not that I am looking at strange dicks every day, but I know, let, let me qualify this. Let me qualify this real quick. But no, I mean, we're all we are all gay men here. At least I hope we are. I'm making an assumption, um, but I know what nine inches looks like on a ruler now i don't know where they're measuring from but the the dude i'm talking about i swear for god as as my witness i would not lie about this he had at least 14 inches and it was at least seven inches around it was truly a baseball bat and i'm like no i want to be able to fart 
and I shit all over myself. I want to be able to. I just, I just want to. I want to have normal bowel movements for the rest of my damn life. With that, I can't. So I'm gonna take a pass. So <laughs> you know, a, a hairy scary cucumber. Thing. I'd run. You know what? And I still have my original sphincter. So um, be that as it may, I am. Yes, I. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not having it. Mm -mm. No, thank you. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Hell <laughs> to the no. <gnaw. laughs> oh, Hell to the no. Hell no. Just so we clear. Okay. Let's move on. We talked about Dick and <laughs> well, well, I mean. The, the, the notorious RGB bubble has apparently burst. Mm. So... Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is not a believer in protesting by sitting or kneeling during the national anthem. She said, um, speaking of Colin Kaepernick and other players who decided to kneel during the national anthem, she said, I think it's really dumb of them. Would I arrest them for doing it? No, I think it's dumb and disrespectful. I would have the same answer if you asked me about flag burning. I think it's a terrible thing to do, but I wouldn't lock a person up to do it. I would point out how ridiculous it seems to me to do such an act, but it's dangerous to arrest people for conduct that doesn't jeopardize the health of, or well-being of other people. It's a, it's a symbol they're engaged in. So... All right. Hmm. Let me start. <laughs> I do have thoughts. <laughs> I, okay, so just like I did not agree with my late mother on everything, and it, it did not cause me to love her any less, I don't agree with Ruth Bader Ginsburg on this. And the notorious, in my opinion, the notorious RGB, RBG is wrong. However, one wrong statement after 20 plus years on the bench. And her still standing up for people who look like me um, and who who believe that I have a right to marry the person that I love and, and all of those other things. I can forgive her for this. She said, in her <laughs> opinion, she said it was dumb. Guess what? She gets to have an opinion. So, no, bubble still intact for me. Right. Yeah. I, uh, uh yeah. I, yeah, I don't agree, of course, with her, her assessment. And the only problem I really have with her statement is I, I'm okay with the fact that she doesn't agree with it. I don't necessarily think it was proper for her to use the term dumb. I, I have a, I have a real, I have an issue with that. Um, again, like, like, you know, like my co-host said, I don't l love her any less and consider her any less, any less a champion um, for the people that look like me, you know, in, in her um, navigation through the political um, landscape. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can certainly respect that she feels that it's disrespectful, um, you know, because it just all it says to me is that, you know, maybe she doesn't really understand the point. 
and that's okay it's 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 totally fine because since she's not a person of color there's this distinct possibility that she doesn't fully understand where it's coming from and that's and that's perfectly fine and that she doesn't agree with it that's perfectly fine as well but to say that it's dumb uh, that's that's troubling for me I, I would rather her have just said that it's not something she agrees with and she feels it's disrespectful and then that that could have been the end of it for me yeah uh antonio I think the same. I support everything he, uh, he just said. I, I think it's exactly that. And I think her saying it's dumb, it's, it's kind of feels like maybe she's just kind of talking out the side of her neck really quick, you know. But um, but this is also just a lack of her having a full understanding of the minority experience, you know, which is not her fault. You know what I mean? So um, the, she could have definitely been more graceful with the terms, with the term dumb and and absolutely uh, stated her point about you know kind of it's not so patriotic or something or, or even her ideas opinions of it but um i don't know i mean i think this is just about a lack of of experience that she's gone through and uh and a little bit of like the purpose behind what what these protests actually represent yeah it just feels like her saying that it's dumb it's just feel it feels just it feels dismissive you know of, of True, what yes. of what it is they're trying to accomplish and i think that maybe that's what bothers me about it because that's what it feels like like it's just being dismissed and it's like well it's you know you have to respect the fact that even if you don't agree with it it's a statement that's that's catching on and right. that has to and that has to count for something you know even if you don't happen to agree with it so but anyway that's that's right. my People want to cast others and cast everyone in such black and white terms. You're either, you know, this the whole concept of the notorious RGB, which is offensive to me on many levels because the same people that would say that wouldn't have been caught dead with Biggie. You right. know, mm. so, right. say, say that again. <laughs> um, it doesn't necessarily change my opinion of her. She has a lifetime of jurisprudence that proves that she is down for the cause. Mm -hmm. So just because she doesn't agree with me on this thing doesn't mean I'm ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And she did, to her credit, she said, I don't like it, but mm -hmm. I don't like it. And that's the end of it. Right. She yeah. didn't say, I don't like <laughs> it, so we need to change it, which right. is what other people would say. Right. So I think maybe because we're expecting someone of her caliber to be a little bit more graceful with how she's describing something and really dumb just seems like <laughs> like mm, really dumb. She's just kind of yeah, really dumb, you know. That's kind of like she's throwing up. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, and then she further says, you know, if they want to be stupid, there's no law that should be preventative. And it's like, okay, yeah, girl, you know, just just say that you don't like it and you don't agree with it and you know, and that should be it. You know, you don't have to I don't know, I just feel that those other terms are, are more judgmental than should judgmental uh, that should come from a Supreme Court justice. So so I I think the other part the other thing that we we are um the, the other elephant in the room for me is when not that, you know, I the fact that I'm about to use him as an example is horrifying me to no end. <laughs> um, Antonin Scalia, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I need a shower already. Um, did the same thing. He um, went out. You know, he he was the first. Mo- I want to say he was the first modern jurist from the Supreme Court to make speeches publicly and to give his opinion and to and to do interviews. Um, I don't. You know, I'm not saying that that's a good or bad thing. But in the midst of that, he when he did that, he wore his politic front and center. Mm. Proudly, he wore his anti—you know—he wore his uh, anti-abortion label proudly. I'm not going to say he—he's—he he was pro-life because he believed in the death penalty. So um, he believed it. He, you know, he wore his pro-birth label proudly. Um, and so, if 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 that's not—you know—I'm not saying that we approved it, but I think we're at the point now where the gate has been opened, and unless we build a new fence and gate. It's not going to close anytime soon. Um, part two of that is, I'm not mad at her because she, you know, she got, she said, it, it, ugh, this is horrible. I can't believe I'm, I'm going to need like a, a shower with lie before this is all over. <laughs> she actually said what was on her mind. And every now and then, it, you know, it wasn't harmful for anybody because she prefer- she also said in the midst of her statement, I don't think that they should be arrested for it. You know, but at 83 years old, she's what, 80, 81, 83? Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to say some shit that offends us every now and then. And I'm okay with that because when it comes down to the to the the opinions from the bench, her opinions from the bench are pro-advancing individual civil rights and civil liberties. You, you know, she can be, she want to be an old asshole. She can be an old asshole if she wants to, as long as her rulings say, you know, I, you, as long as her rulings are equitable. Do who you are. Shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, and I'm okay for her not agreeing with it. And, you know, like I said, she doesn't, you know, her, her record speaks for itself. So I don't have a right. problem with I don't have a problem with her agreeing and even even with the clarification that hey I don't think they should be arrested even though I don't particularly care for it. So so yeah, I'm 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 good with you saying, you know, <laughs> giving a dissenting opinion when you need to because it's how you feel. And at 83 years old and with your record, you're entitled. It's okay. Girl be you. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But you I also say like she also mentioned that, you know, like she said if they want to be arrogant you know i mean look i think yeah. i think either way when there's when there are um people in office or supporters of uh black and latino issues and movement and all these things or even if you're outside of it or even supporting gay mm-hmm. issues and stuff unless you are properly of and uh, of that community in some way and have experienced some of this you still don't have this certain level of empathy Mm-hmm. And uh, you could still be, you could still like fight for, you know, uh, for movements and and support them in the ways you can. But there's still um, this m- certain amount of percentage that that person will never know because they haven't lived themselves. And I think right. you know some of these things, you know, that's just a little disconnect. So we either just kind of just let her go and have you know have her words and go off. But I think that's the kind of disconnect there. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to to at least acknowledge a certain degree of sensitivity to you know to what it is they're trying to do even if she felt like it could have been done differently or or you know if there was a way that it could have been uh you know done in a way that she could have agreed with that could have been shared you know but 
but just, even you know. just graceful <laughs> yeah yeah even just graceful. Just, i mean because she said stupid arrogant and dumb you know i mean these things i mean we're but but these are these are also like um things that we talk at our own family table amongst ourselves about you know and and um and but for the press for her to go into the press to do some of this it's just kind of you know i hope that uh rest of the press is not giving these statements much more attention as we move through the next weeks oh yes lord hallelujah well you know last but not least let's uh touch quickly on this story of a 15 year old brisha meadows who faces a life sentence for allegedly killing her abusive father so on july 28th brisha who was then 14 allegedly shot why did i say allegedly is the man dead <coughs> she shot him allegedly, <laughs> allegedly shot killed her father with the gun he often <laughs> used to threaten the lives of his of uh his family Brescia's mother brandy meadows has since called her daughter a hero for putting an end to the abuse which she says lasted two decades Brescia faces aggravated murder murder charges that could land that could carry a life sentence as if she's convicted as an adult so um let's see how many i'm trying to remember how many times so her father her mother says that you know she has um her husband's abuse landed her in a hospital or outpatient facility 15 or 20 times over the course of their relationship and the abuse first began when she was pregnant with her first child 22 years ago. Hmm. So um, I don't really know that there's necessarily anything to say other than, you know, to um, wish this girl well. And, you know, there's a hashtag, uh, there's a, the free, uh, the free Brescia Meadows campaign, which is, there's a website, which is freebrescia.wordpress.com. And Brescia is, B-R-E-S-H-A. So that's F-R-E-E-B-R-E-S-H-A dot WordPress dot com. So there is a link there with ways that you can help fight um, help fight this uh, this potential uh, case and conviction. So there's a petition there that you can sign that will go to the local law authorities. They're looking for 25,000 signatures, and so far they've got um, 21,219 signatures. And this is in Trumbull, Trumbull County, Ohio. Oh, right. <laughs> the fact that they're charging a 15-year-old as an adult, um, it really angers me, um, especially the fact that there is a history of abuse but this also highlights for me the fact that we we don't give abused families the resources they need to get whole and well mm. this yes. is ridiculous the fact that this has been going on for almost yeah. a quarter century mm. yeah yeah she is, you know, and if this has happened 20 times, this is a once a year thing. And if it started with, you know, with when she was pregnant 23 right. years ago, right? this is absolute insanity. And the fact that, you know, now this child who was born into this foolishness 
could possibly spend the remainder of her life in jail for standing up to her abuser is inhumane. 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 Oh. Yes, because I mean, if it's if it's happened if it's happened fifteen to twenty times, then you know it's been probably eighty to ninety times. Right, it's been reported right. fifteen to twenty right. times. Exactly. Times it was to receive treatment. Right, exactly. So, so that this is even, yeah, that this is this is even an issue or a question that this girl has to continue to suffer through is just mm-hmm. it's horrifying. It's it's. It's absolutely crazy. I think what's unfortunate about this is that when we're really thinking about how like how wonderful and angelic your 14 year, you know, 14 years when you're supposed to be a kid are supposed to be and just discovering life and love that 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 somehow over this over these years within the community nobody listened. Nobody mm-hmm. paid attention and something wasn't working to where a 14-year-old baby girl had to actually pick up a gun and mm-hmm. shoot her father with the idea of saving her family. Like right. to move yourself as a daddy's girl or that's my father the way to using the gun to having to do this is is heartbreaking. Regardless of whether she ends up staying in jail or not, this poor baby girl is already fully broken. Mm-hmm. And, and just the tragedy of... of you know how we repeat cycles and things that are happening you know hopefully all we can do is send love and light around her and hope that the people around her are protected enough to get her out of this and heal past this because this also says something about us where's the village thank you, you know, where, yes. where was the village where the hell was that the village have, you know? that can't have happened in a vacuum right. with no one their neighborhood or whatever being aware Right. Everybody, no, you know what? This is the everybody knew this man be, because she had to go to work, she had to go to mm-hmm. church, she had to go to the grocery store, she had to go to right. children, you know, parent teacher conferences. She had to, you know, sit down. This community, Trumbull, the her village failed her. Yeah. That village then yeah. just, and, and not just her, but it failed that entire family and yeah. i hate to say this because i you know because he's dead but it also failed him because it didn't yes. get him the help he needed you know where where were the men in that community who would pull him aside pull his coattail and say bro look mm-hmm. all that ain't necessary you know it just it it frustrates me to no end the fact yeah. that in 2016 in 2016, we are still having to tell men, A, not men and boys, don't rape women, and two, don't beat them. Right. It yeah. just it boggles my mind that even as we speak, we're still having to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I think what's happening within some of these stories is I think as as we're seeing like these stories and these like branches pop up about things like this or the officer from earlier the finger in the anus and I think you know one thing that would be wonderful is if we are able in new creative ways to take back our communities and take ownership of them and have this idea that we're going to look out for us and then we can move forward with with uh, moving 
uh, with movements and culture on the outside because either way, this also lets me know that the community was broken enough to allow this, you know? And mm-hmm. or to stay silent or to think it was okay to stay silent. Or we do have something, you know, where we're like, yo, if it's not my business, yo, we stay out of it because we got our own shit, you know. But I think like there's something within the community that we have to figure out better ways, whether it's through the church or I don't know what it is. I don't know how, but the transparency and like and bringing the village back together, because as it seems is that that's going to be the only way any of these movements are going to move forward in a positive light. If we don't got ourselves right, the rest of people aren't going to treat it right. Mm-hmm. So, again, if you want to support uh, Ms. Matthews, you can go to freebrescia.wordpress.com. So before we uh, do our deep dive into some hot topics, I want to remind you all, the listeners that is, that you can download tonight's episode through iTunes just by searching for reality and clicking subscribe. You can also download the entire reality library via papichuloradio.com slash archives. You can like Reality on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR Reality, and you can follow us on Twitter at PCR Reality. You can also you can also follow Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube by going to at Poppy Chulo Radio. You can help support Reality and Poppy Chulo Radio financially by going to GoFundMe.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. And if you're interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor, you can email us at talent at PoppyChuloRadio.com. So, kids, are we ready for uh, this little deep dive into some hot topics? Mm, (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, first of all, we have some sad news to report. Um, Tommy Ford, who played Tommy on The Martin Show, uh, passed away today. He had apparently had some um, an aneurysm in his stomach that uh, burst. You may have heard this story earlier, actually. Um, Anthony Anderson, who is one of his good friends, tweeted earlier today that he had died, but at the time he hadn't actually died. He was uh, on life support. He'd apparently been sick since Sunday, and um, when he initially had this burst aneurysm, and uh, his health had gone downhill to the point where his family made the decision today to uh, turn off life support. So, rest in peace to Tommy Ford. Bless But this is just proof positive how social media can sometimes bite you in the ass. Yes. You know, he wasn't dead, but dead killed him off. Mm. Well, God rest his soul. Maybe we'll find out what his job is now that he's in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he made his life. Absolutely. Yes, that was important. And him and, and Harlem Nights was hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. You, you know that's one of my favorite movies. Mm. Yes. Mr. Quick. Man, shoot me. Shoot me in the pinky toe. <laughs> oh, you're going to be the nine-toe limpiness toe in Harlem. 
<laughs> Baby. Oh. Oh, Antonio, by the way, it all yeah. it there are two there are two we, there are two things we always come back to if you don't remember anything else. Uh, we come back to either Harlem Knights or Boomerang. Boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 three no three things. I'm sorry, and yes. I forgot the most important one. Yes, I was gonna say. Jackie's yeah. back. Uh, what? Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yo, all I, know is all I know is Boomerang. All I know is Boomerang. Is how how old out. are you? I need to go jump on Netflix or something. Hey, no, no, wait, don't kick me out yet. Take your time out of the schedule. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, um, to- um, sweetie, honey, darling, <laughs> sweetie, honey, darling. Yeah. You, um, yeah, um, right, sweetie. Uh, did, I, mm, okay. We'll just, we'll, just, we'll just keep moving on to these hot topics now and let's keep it moving. Uh, let's see what you got next. Oh, no, uh, yeah. Nothing to right. see here, nothing to see right. here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so first up on hot topics, uh, <laughs> yeah. Legionnaire, tell us about uh, uh, Haiti and the American Red Cross. Yes, in a story at uh, independent.co.uk, the Haitians are urging people not to give money to the American Red Cross. Uh, The story says here, as the death count after Hurricane Matthew approaches 900 and reports of deadly cholera outbreaks begin to surface, Haitians have sent out desperate pleas for help. And government officials estimate at least 350,000 people needed assistance after the devastating storm. Yet accompanying many requests for an aid comes a warning. Do not give your money to the American Red Cross. Trust in the ARC and foreign aid more widely has been badly shaken after a 2015 report that foundation donations had been found donations had been squandered. Despite collecting nearly half a billion dollars to provide relief after the 2010 Haiti earthquake and pledging to build 700 permanent homes, the ARC has been accused of building only six. In the coming days, you're going to write and ask me how you can help Haiti, one woman said on Twitter. Do not give your do not give to the American Red Cross. She asked people to give instead to Haitian organizations and requested that people do not that people not send goods that could be sourced locally. <clears throat> According to Reading down a little further, responding to the report, the American Red Cross said in a statement that it was disappointed once again by the lack of balance, context, and accuracy in the recent reporting by ProPublica and NPR. The allegations came amid amid came amid complaints excuse, against the failure of the entire international community to manage the 2010 Haitian disaster. After the earthquake, close to nine billion pounds was pledged to help the country in its recovery. Yet critics argue that the money was not used so Haiti could be built back better, as officials promised. Instead, an estimated 55,000 Haitians are still living in tents or other makeshift shelters, and few advances in disaster planning have been implemented. Following Hurricane Matthew, in Grand Anse alone, there were 66,000 houses destroyed and a further 20,000 badly damaged, according to UNICEF. Government officials estimate that at least 350,000 people needed assistance, and concern was growing over an increase in cholera cases following widespread flooding unleashed by the deadly storm. Wow. 
And as an attachment to this, um, we also got a link uh, uh, through Facebook that has a number of organizations that are Haitian born and led that um, folks can donate to that are doing the relief work for Hurricane Matthew. So we'll definitely make sure we have that posted on our Facebook page. Um, a couple of them by name are uh, Conbit Misik, uh, that's K-O-N-B-I-T-M-I-Z-I-K, uh, Haiti Communitaire, Art Creation Foundation for Children, uh, the Lambie Fund, uh, Madre, which is uh, women and LGBTQ focused, and Sow a Seed. Um, so again, uh, we'll post the, um, we'll go ahead and um, repost the link to those particular organizations on our Facebook page for anybody that will be definitely interested in how they can help out. Um, but yeah. What are, what are you guys thinking about um, what's going on with the American Red Cross? We'll start with our uh, illustrious leader. Uh, they spent, uh, they collected a half a billion dollars after that earthquake and built six damn homes. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's, you know, the, here's the shitty part about that. They didn't meet their goal of building 600 homes, which is still incredibly fucked up. Because you know, y'all know how I like to do math. Yes, I do. That's why I came to you first. <laughs> and here we a go. Half million, <laughs> a half a million, hundred million dollars divided by 600 homes. That means 830, if they had built every home that they were supposed to, that means that each home would have cost $833,333.33 in a country where the per capita income averages somewhere in the 20s, I believe. I'm making that number up. I don't, I haven't pulled it, but I'm sure it's nowhere close to that. So even building 600 homes of half a billion dollars is, is terrible. Mm. If they had built anything less than 10,000 homes that is shameful and that they only built six homes so hell no I'm not giving to the American Red Cross and I'm so glad that we have links to legitimate low and we ain't giving money to Wyclef John either because he is only <laughs> slightly better than the American Red Cross because his right. ass got a bunch of money and squandered that too right did he yeah Oh wow. yeah, you know, and everybody was like, "Well, you know, he's from Haiti. He's gonna do all of this." He was buying furniture and paying salaries and all this shit. People wow. in Haiti saw very little of that money. Wow, it's horrible. So it's horrible. that's my thought on thought on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh well. John, 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 Sebastian, what you got to say, baby? Well, Dominion beat me to the punch about the six homes, so that's good. Um, And I just realized not a half a billion dollars to build six homes. Okay. Um, But, you know, as the CEO of two small non-for-profits, I went to look up what the Red Cross's overhead is, and Salon.com had an article about this um, in December of 2014. And um, while they claim that 91% of all of their funds go to 
um, to helping the people that they're collecting for. It's more like, no, they are spending, they underestimated it by about 25%. Um, most nonprofits that are run well, um, especially charities, should not have an overhead of more than 10%. Mm. 10%. Um, so I'm looking at this article. Um, of the more than $3 billion that the Red Cross spent in 2013, two-thirds was not spent on disaster relief, but on the group's blood business. The charity spent $2.2 billion on the blood business, employee wages and benefits. By contrast, the charity spent $467 million, or 14% of the total spending, on its famous domestic disaster release programs, including Hurricane Sandy. Notice that it has said nothing about overseas. Mm. Um, I don't give to the Red Cross. Um, I think they are a scam. And, you know, I I make my donate when we when we do donations, I do it through a group I know where a hundred percent of what we give is going to that. Um, our church, our denomination, we that is what we do. It's like if we collect a million dollars for X, a million dollars goes to who we collected it for. We literally serve as the middleman, as a pass-through. Hmm. And that's what I like. Yes. All right. Mr. Quest? I actually think that it's um, it's unfortunate that once again, we have, we're here with the Red Cross. Um, Red Cross has had a history, I think, of their intention of wanting to be right, but then somehow ending up on, on the darker side of, of the issues and helping out a community. And I think uh, we're reminded that when we're trying to help out communities that, are, that need help from disasters and stuff like this, that our first uh, reach and donate, donation of our, of our funds that we've all worked so hard for should be local first and trying to figure out how to help out with local organizations rather than the American Red Cross which is unfortunate because we won't want to trust them, you know, but I think also what is sad is that, uh, uh, you know, communities that have been hurt, that have been pressure on them and also like a false sense of hope and um, uh, of, of thinking that especially us represented as Americans, we're coming in to help and nothing ha and nothing's happened. But uh, again, I still say like, give with full pure love and devotion, however you can. And the people that are in, in uh, the people that are, um, participating in, in, in taking funds away from the, the needy, you know, the spirit will have them on their own on, on their own side and, and take care of them, but still try to figure out how to give with full love and devotion and, and help the people need help in these communities. Definitely. Uh, you know, there's a show that I watch called Adam Ruins Everything that comes on True TV, and he did it. Basically, he debunks the history behind so many things. And one, he ruined giving. And he talks about how, you know, people want to donate uh, blood and stuff after a hurricane or after something. And he was saying that, you know, don't give blood because most of the blood goes to waste because they can't use that much blood. Or the blood and the blood can't really get necessarily to all of the places it needs to, and you know things about aid and the Red Cross and blah blah blah. So the best way to do it is like what we're suggesting now is to find an organization on the ground locally and give them money. 
cash. Because if they need to buy food, they don't need your old fucked up ass canned goods. You know, because people never give you, they're not going to give you the, you know, the Del Monte, you know, canned corn that they just bought. They're going to give you the expired shit that's in their house. So it's best just to give them money. Don't give them old coats. Don't give them old shoes. Because again, it's old shoes. If you're giving away your old fucked up shit, do you really think other people want it? And you could say, well, you know, it's better than nothing. No, actually, it's not. So uh, the best thing to do uh, is to give money, cash money. But that requires you to do some research. Just don't give it to, you know, the first dude, you know, that's got Sally Struthers on, you know, saying give money to the poor starving children. So, um, And if listeners, if you are interested in giving, um, contact me through... Um, Facebook at unofficial colon John Sebastian and I can give you or lead you to some organizations that do excellent work on the front lines that will actually make sure that your gifts and your giving gets to the people who actually need it. Yes. Amen. For sure. Um, next up, um, a couple of days ago, Ben and Jerry's posted uh, a statement in support of Black Lives Matter. And I'm not going to read it all. It says Black Lives Matter. Or it starts with why Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. They matter because they are children, brothers, sisters, mothers, and fathers. They matter because the injustices they face steal from all of us, white people and people of color alike. They steal our very humanity. Excuse me. Systemic and institutionalized racisms are the defining civil rights and social justice issues of our time. We've come to understand that to be silent about the violence and threats to the lives and well-being of black people is to be complicit in that violence and in those threats. And they go on to say quite a few under things. Uh, she says they say all lives do matter. But all lives will not matter until black lives matter. We ask people to be open to understanding these issues and not to reflectively retreat to our current beliefs. Change happens when people are willing to listen and hear the struggles of their neighbor, putting aside preconceived notions and truly seeking to understand and grow. We'll be working hard on that and ask you to as well, your friends at Ben and Jerry's. Then, uh, official internet troll Breitbart.com posted that uh, Ben and Jerry's faces a boycott after endorsing Black Lives Matter. And, you know, as typical with these kind of things, uh, you know, they posted links of assholes saying, you know, ridiculous things on Twitter. For instance, uh, at Harry1T6 says... Ben and Jerry's makes delicious ice cream, but every time you spend $8 on one of their flavors, you're lining the pockets of police-hating communists. At Jaspian says, Ben and Jerry's ice cream is mediocre at best. Try Cold Stone, far better quality. And uh, at James Black 
81 says at Ben and Jerry's never going to buy Ben and Jerry's again. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, blah. Words, words. Fuck them. Uh, Antonio, <laughs> what do you think about uh, oh, Ben and Jerry's uh, statement? Oh, gosh. Well, first, I think I think Ben and Jerry's is... Um, is wonderful for doing this. I think their intention is great. Um, what is unf- and and we need and we need companies and and established American companies and people to to come out and say they they are in support of Black Lives Matter. What I'm kind of shocked about is that it's actually um, the uh, retired police and some current police officers that are calling for uh, a total boycott of the ice cream maker and and to contrast black lives matter saying blue lives matter and then saying that um that black people are the ones that are actually killing officers as well you know so i think you know at the root of all of this issue you know i I, it's there's so much going on over the there's so much that's going on over these past year especially that i'm kind of i'm kind of a little like numb to it now you know because it's so it's so it's just overwhelming you know that now i'm kind of like i feel like a little bit of a spectator to some of these things and i'm just watching as these things happen you know and and it's heartbreaking and frustrating and upsetting all at once and i don't know i don't know where i'm at right now but i i do i do take my hat off to ben and jerry's and thank them for taking a stand for this issue Uh, Legionnaire? Um, I definitely echo that. I mean, I am very appreciative that they um, took the time to, to make a stand if they even if there aren't those that can truly appreciate it. I think it's unfortunate that that's the case. But, you know, I, I can't say that I'm surprised, which is also unfortunate. You know, I think we've gotten to a place where we're talking about trying to create an atmosphere where we can talk to each other and really communicate to each other and listen to each other. And and I think what ends up happening is that, you know, it, it takes me back to something someone said to me, you know, uh, last year. In, in how you deal with people and talk to people and work through conflict or disagreements. I think people don't so much listen to understand as they do to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a difference. I mean, people people want to listen just enough so that they can catch the word, catch a few words so they can reply to your words instead of really truly taking it in and <clears throat> understanding what it is that you're trying to say. And I think that's been kind of systematic uh, of, of how all of these attempts at communication and conversations have gone. I think people are so quick to defend their positions um, that they're not actually taking the time to listen to each other. They hear each other, absolutely, but do they listen to each other and really try to understand where we com- where e- people are coming from? No. I mean, it takes individuals like, you know, this this company, you know, who want to take a stand and that really want to truly create some understanding because they're not saying that they get it, not not entirely, but they understand that as as <laughs> as Caucasians, they don't necessarily have that understanding, but they certainly want to try and get that understanding. And I think that's 
has to be the beginnings of communication is that people need to understand white people need to understand that it has to start with the acknowledgement of white privilege we we don't throw that term out as a bad term but it's it's certainly something that exists within our society whether you want to acknowledge it or not it's there it's there and if and if we can't start there with the simple truth that is white privilege then the conversation is never going to go anywhere Uh, John Sebastian. So as soon as this news broke out, I went out and bought four pints of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you bought ice cream. I, yeah, I, I actually, to, I it is. Find it again because they they made me mad for a while because they stopped making the strawberry banana. But uh, behind this, I'll go, out, I'll go out and buy some more ice cream. No, I'll no, find now, something I like. Right. I, I do. I buy ice cream. Yes. I'm. But. Um, not as much as I used to. Fifty pounds. Thank you, Jesus. Honey, ooh, yes. Um, somebody told me that I was svelte the other day. I almost kissed him. Um, <laughs> I ain't quite svelte yet, but I'm getting there. Uh, but no, I, I bought the ice cream as a way of supporting, and um, it's it it always amazes me that people are so reactive to social issues. Uh, and 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 I say this out of love. You all know that I I have police officers in my immediate circle who I adore. But blue lives, first of all, the fact that they're not you know this whole blue lives thing because they're not Smurfs that's something totally different. But blue lives did not matter until black lives did. Mm. You know there was no call for blue. There was no call for <laughs> blue lives mattering until black lives said, hey, you know, can you stop killing us? Thanks. Um, but a lot of this is strictly reactionary. Um, Legionnaire, you're absolutely right. We have to acknowledge the fact that white privilege is a thing. Um, and, and not only white privilege, but, you, you know, we all, unless you are a, and, you know, not making fun of anybody, but unless you are a fat uh, Asian lesbian who speaks, uh russian you really don't have a privilege uh we all have some sort of privilege one way or another uh it's just a matter of what the context is but white privilege really is a a privilege all unto itself especially in this society so kudos to ben and jerry's for actually putting their money where their mouth is Definitely. Amen. I'm definitely going to go out and buy some ice cream. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I ain't going to kill it you, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, as we always do, you know, until it, the election happens, we will be devoting a significant part of the show to a discussion of <clears throat> politics. So, John Sebastian... As our reg, reg, uh, resident, um, what's her name? Eleanor from uh, Eleanor Clift. Eleanor, yes, yeah, our resident Eleanor Clift. 
please uh, kick off our discussion of politics. Okay, so why can't I be Joy Reid? Why can't I right, be... Right, I was about to say. Now <laughs> you know, Joy why can't Reed. I believe MHP? Uh, why can't I be Rachel Maddow, at least? My God, but Eleanor... Oh, that's because I'm an old white woman with money. No, um, I wish. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly why. Mm, go to hell. All right. <laughs> I vacation there. Um, so, on Monday night, on um, October 9th, there was the second presidential debate between uh, the Honorable former Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton and Mr. Donald J. Trump of New York City. Um, it was the town hall format, and we'll get into that a little bit as we go along, but I'm going to defer to Chris... Saliza of the Washington Post and his winners and losers uh, analysis because A, I agree with him and B, because I think he's right. Um, so he says, winners, Hillary Clinton. Clinton had more to work with in terms of negative hits on Trump in this debate than she did when the candidates met last month. And she did it and she did less with it than she did in the first debate. This debate was far more focused on Clinton than Trump, particularly in the final hour or so. Um, Clinton's answer on her email server was meh and her, her Abraham Lincoln defense on her speeches to Wall Street was ridiculous so how is she a winner? Because Clinton went into this debate with massive momentum in the race, much of it caused by Trump's stumbles and didn't make any sort of glaring error that would allow the Republican back into the contest she was steady, knowledgeable and pleasant, even in the face of some very personal attacks throughout and she let Trump talk as he is all as has always been the case since he got into the race, is always his undoing. Another winner <laughs> was Martha Raddatz, who yes. I have to give credit, honey, Miss Mother, yes, girl, sorry, Miss Mother handled it. Um, Trump from the very start seemed intent on driving home the idea that Raddatz and CNN's Anderson Cooper were ganging up on him to help Clinton. And Raddatz's back and forth with Trump over cereal will assuredly convince plenty of conservatives that he was right. But I thought Raddatz was forceful and fair. She refused to allow Trump or Clinton to filibuster, and she fact-checked when the moment required it. The only question I had about Raddatz while watching the debate was why the heck she didn't get her own soloing moder solo moderating gig in these debates. The third winner of the debate was the late, great Abraham Lincoln, because, well, he got referred to. Alrighty. <laughs> the losers were, of course, number one, Donald J. Trump. Trump was much more solid and energetic in this debate than in the previous tilt. He was able to drive messages on Clinton's email, the Clinton Foundation, and Benghazi. He dealt with his hot mic tape in relatively short order. And he ad-libbed a terrific line after Clinton cited Lincoln to explain her impolitic comments in front of a Wall Street audience. And yet, Trump was, stop me if you've heard this one, his own worst enemy. His stunt of holding a pre-debate news conference with a handful of women allegedly assaulted by Bill Clinton flowed seamlessly into Trump's insistence from the debate stage that Hillary Clinton would be in jail if he was elected president and into his remarkable and repeated accusation that Clinton has, quote, hate in her heart, end quote. Trump won the debate of Trump won the debate among the Republican base that has longed for a candidate who would stand up to the Clintons without fear of reprisal. The problem for Trump is now 
we know from polling that his base isn't nearly large enough to win an election. Uh, let's see. The town hall format was another loser. Uh, the Trump walk was the third loser. Who told Trump it would be a good idea by stay, to stay standing and walking throughout Clinton's answers? I don't know how I played for most people at home, but I found it distracting and stomach-churningly awkward. I found it creepy and stalker-ish. Um, number four, Mike Pence, who got thrown under the bus rather spectacularly in the debate when Trump not only said he didn't talk to him, but that he disagreed with him, which I thought was hilarious. And finally, Bill Clinton. It had to be hard for the former president to be sitting just feet from the stage while Trump ran down his personal life and his wife. And Bubba looked like he was taking it personally. Um, so that's let's kick off. Let's kick off with that. Did you all watch the debates? I did. Yeah, I watched them. <laughs> I did. Dominion. Um, I thought. She did what she needed to do, which was be calm and unflappable in the face of foolishness. Mm. Uh -huh. Donald Trump is many things, but you have to give credit to Donald Trump because he knows how to work a room. He knows how to bluster and get you off of your game and your point. I mean, that's what you do when you have nothing else to offer. So Hillary's job was to stay calm, not rise to the to the bait, and let him hang himself. Because Hillary knows two things. One, this um, the debate itself isn't really going to change any minds. It was an opportunity for everyone to watch him hang himself. And by telling everyone to go and fact check it on her website and other things, we already knew that that was exactly what was pe what people were going to do. So I felt that she was calm. I felt that she was unflappable. And I felt like she was the literal embodiment of everything that people have been saying about Trump because he was towering over her as she gave her answers you know, he said things that made it clear that he had no idea how this country is run, you know, so I think she did perfectly fine. Okay. Um, Mr. Quest. <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, um, these these debates, this this uh, race exhaust me. And uh, I feel... Yeah. Okay. Cool. She, she, uh, Hillary did better than last time. Trump made more of a fool of himself, you know. But at this point, I feel like I don't know. I watch these debates and I feel dumber myself, you know. And um, and and I still even I feel even more embarrassed, you know, about our political system, what's happening, and and it's so much. And I'm, and I'm like I'm in the in the meat of it so much right now. I'm hoping like by the time we get to the final debate, and once we get closer to November. Uh, November 8th that I feel better about this and have have an idea of, of like a real stance you know like we're not playing a game like someone's gonna jump out and say we're punked or something you know but but either way you know um, I'm just ugh. I actually quite frankly I don't care for either of them you know but um but I'm watching and I am I'm a spectator and it's still all like 
It's just a bunch of messiness, you know? So, I don't know. We'll see. I watched it, but I kind of was not connected with it. We'll see what happens as we move forward. Legionnaire? Um, I did watch it. Um, and and I and I and I definitely agree with you, Demi. And I think she accomplished what she needed to. But unlike a lot of people, I I didn't have a high expectation of a lot of the real issues being covered. It's what I th- I think clearly it's what the country would have wanted in the debate but i didn't think i I didn't have any illusion that that was going to happen because one we already knew that the whole mess around you know the 2005 audio was going to come up we knew that that was going to be a factor we knew that or at least i did i knew that donald trump was going to be placed in the position now that he has to defend that and the way that he defends it is by dismissing it and then attacking his opponent that's been his that's been his his thing so you know, I didn't think any of the major issues would be covered in any significant way. I mean, clearly he has no clue about foreign policy and what's going on in terms of how we relate to the other world because he wasn't answering direct questions, uh, you know, the direct questions that were asked of him. Um, so, you know, you know, the winners are exactly as they said. I mean, Hillary for doing exactly what she needed to do was staying calm and staying uh, at least presidential in how she approached it, you know, not rising or, or I guess in this case, lowering herself um, to this, you know, vocal brawl that he was trying to inflict upon her. And certainly, you know, my hat's off to, to Bill Clinton, who certainly had to understand what he was what Trump was trying to do and having those women sit in the audience um, to not only embarrass him, but to shake up uh, the secretary of state. So, you know, it's like these, these are the, these are the reaches of a desperate person. He is desperate to try and make a point. And the more he does it, the more ridiculous he looks. It's like, okay, you know, yes. You know what? Hillary absolutely, you know, and and I'm good. Hillary did attack those women that came out and accused her husband. But you know what? For my money, that's what she was supposed to do. Bitch, if you coming for my husband, I'm going to (laughs) come for you. I'm going to come for you unless you you bring me receipts. No, bitch, you cannot come for my husband (laughs) unless you bring me some receipts. So all this mess about, oh, they, she attacked her. She attacked these poor women who accused him. Okay, you know what? Whether it was, whether it's true or not, Hillary Clinton, as Bill Clinton's wife, did what she was supposed to do. She defended her husband. She defended her marriage until she knew that she needed to do otherwise. So all of that's out the window. And you know, even and if, after, and if, right? And even she, after that, she still, you know, the fact that she <laughs> stayed with her, I think. She stayed. The fact that she stayed with him is what people are having fits about. Um, mm. But she, you know, but I, it, it, it's but, oh. but, but it's but 
her the vows that's that you take that the vows that you take are for better mm. or for worse. She exactly. takes vows seriously and she worked things out with her husband. That has to count for something. She decided yeah. that it was okay for them to work through those issues so that they can stay married. At the end of the day, that's nobody business but Hillary's and Bill's. And that needed to be the end of it. And if I go my whole life without hearing about these damn emails, I tell you, <laughs> I'll be happy. There has been nothing, absolutely nothing to indicate that there was any malfeasance. This has been covered by the FBI. It has been investigated. Let it go. Get over it. And I will take on any asshole out there that supports Donald Trump on the basis of these emails and we can have <laughs> this fight and I will wrestle you to the ground because this bullshit Ooh. It's bullshit. Let it go. There is nothing. You know what? Yes, she should not have. She should not have been using servers. And she even acknowledged that there was some mistakes that she made. But there is nothing to prove that she was mishandling confidential information, that anything got out of her hands and into the hands of our enemies. So let it go. Let it go. And the fact that Donald Trump turns around and says that now I'm as soon as I become president I'm going to form a special committee to put you in jail really come on people this is the man this is the man that you want to be president of our country uh, uh, the man who has all the control of a 5 year old come on stop insulting 5 year olds yeah. okay come on. so okay so I'm so glad you brought that up. That is the the hallmark of a banana republic. The fact that he wants to jail his political opponent if he gets elected <laughs> president. Right. That is absolutely insane. That was insane. Um, but but not only but but not only that we've been talking kind of talking around how she I mean she won the debate. I mean hell a trained rhesus monkey would have won this debate because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't mm. a debate. But um, CNBC, yeah. uh, Ben White from CNBC, uh, has a, an interesting perspective on this. He said that Clinton pulled back on a kill shot for a reason, to keep Trump on the ticket. Basically, let him continue to self-destruct. Hmm. What do you think about that? You know what? I can't, I can't be mad at that. because that's I think a, it's a good strategy. That's, a, that's exactly what he's doing. Um, he, yeah, you know, Donald Trump, Donald Trump's worst enemy is Donald Trump. Trump. His big Donald Trump's biggest liability is Donald Trump because he inevitably, inevitably says or does something that shoots him in the foot. And, and what I don't, and honestly, what I don't understand is he, he, this, you know, he has, well, while, while we have been on the air, Two more women have come out and said that Donald Trump has assaulted, that he sexually assaulted them. There's been no response from the Trump campaign. Um, but <laughs> back in, I want to say earlier this summer, he said, I can stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and people would still support me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, oh, uh, yeah. guys, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this is like we're watching some like. Netflix TV show like this is why right. I'm so exactly. disconnected from this. This is exactly. so unreal. Exactly. This is like even <laughs> this if you were is... like a 
typewriter, like it would still be more intelligent. Like you couldn't like I can't I write know. fiction this good. I cannot no. write fiction this good. <laughs> no, that's why I just stand back and I'm just like, yo, what are we really is this really happening or what and why and how come and how did we get here and exactly. what? Well, what? actually, how we got here is I can tell you how we got here. Um, we got here when Mitch McConnell stood up and said, "It is my it is my intent to make President to make Barack Obama a one term president, and we are going to oppose everything that he does." That's how we got here. We got here because you know a certain segment of the country decided that a black man with a funny name couldn't possibly be a United States citizen. So we, we have, you know, actually, and we can go back even further because in John McClain's quest for the presidency in 1992, um, the GLP tried to say that his daughter Bridget, who he adopted from Bangladesh, was his black love child. So, you know, so how do we get here? That's how we got here. Um, it's, and, and, you know, and the fact that and and let's just let let's call a thing a thing. Let's call a spade a spade. Many men are afraid of strong women. Mm. For sure. Yes. Yeah. You know. Um. I, do I agree with everything HRC has done? No. But mm -hmm. she's a that's a a, a yeah. friend of mine who is um who is the political who is the husband of a an up and coming politician said it this way she might be a bitch but she our bitch mm -hmm. she fights for us and i was like i never thought of it in those <clears throat> terms she might yeah. she can be whatever she wants to be but bad bitches get things done they do they, they do. do so um a couple more topics and then i'm gonna skedaddle off um <laughs> so uh, uh seven minutes john sebastian Oh, perfect. So um, Donald Trump has been carrying this line that he can't release his taxes because he's being audited. Well, the richest man in America, or one of the richest men in America, Warren Buffett, um, kind of called him out. Trump, during the debate, said, Warren Buffett avoids Trump's avoids taxes like me. Warren Buffett said, nope, here are my taxes <laughs> to prove it. <laughs> I love that moment. He was like, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. no, no. So, <laughs> so, so a quick rundown. Um, Trump issued a, a, a letter and it says the following. My 2015 shows a gross adjusted gross income of $11,563,931. My deductions totaled $5.5 million, of which allowable charitable contributions were $3.5 million. All but $36,000 was for state income taxes. Blah, 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 blah. I love this one. I have paid federal income tax every year since 1944 when I was 13. Though being a slow learner, I only, uh, though being a slow starter, I only owed $7 in tax that year. I have copies of all 72 of my returns and none uses a carry forward like he did with his $916 million loss. Finally, I've been audited by the IRS multiple times and am currently being audited. I have no problem in releasing any tax information while under audit. Neither would Mr. Trump. At least he would have no legal problem. Uh, Carl Quintanilla at Carl Quintanilla um, sent that tweet out. So, um, what y'all think about that? <laughs> I, I, I loved it. 
I I love that. It's like, uh, no, honey, <laughs> no, because I've been paying taxes every year since 1944 when I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> I have copies of all 72 of my returns, and none uses a carry forward. And <laughs> so I am totally doing all of it. Sometimes you feel like you're trying to fight over gum in in the fourth grade playground, you know, like, I don't know, like, how does he trick us into these conversations and debates and this tit for tat thing? Like, come on. Well, see, the thing, well, okay, so it really, Warren Buffett had no reason to enter this spat, comma, until Donald Trump put his name in his mouth. (laughs) Don't do it. And lied on him. So, you know, you can't lie. You can do a whole lot of things to me, and I might let you do it, but you can't lie on me. You just don't. No, no. You can't lie on me. So, Dominion. I don't really know what to say. I mean, what is there to say to this? You know, it's like, okay. This is what (laughs) I owed, and we all know this. People that are living in the real world know these things and that is the problem is that you know there really are a group of people who are as hillary clinton said a basket of deplorables <laughs> and they That's live true. in this weird world where you can say pussy and we can say it on this show um pussy pussy you know, you pussy <laughs> You are going to turn down a pussy pussy like this. this. (laughs) Is that from one of your movies? Wait, wait, wait. That's from Boomerang. Uh, See, I knew it had to be. (laughs) (sighs) It's all Boomerang, the color purple, or Jackie's back. Oh, bless your heart. I'm gonna have to Google. <laughs> yeah, you gonna yeah, you gonna need to do that immediately. <laughs> okay, so next up, um, so I'm not. I don't want to talk about Melania Trump's pussy willow uh, blouse. It was ugly. Um, but what what made Donald Trump's week so bad last week was one William Bush, otherwise known as Billy, otherwise known as the nephew of 41 and the um, cousin of 43, Bush. And there was this, you know, whole grab him in the pussy video. So, on Deadline.com, Al Roker steps in to host suspended Billy Bush's Today Hour. Al Roker stepped in to host the 9 a.m. hour of the Today Show with Tamron Hall. As you can see, Billy Bush is not joining us today, Roker said in kicking off the third hour of the show. As you are probably aware, part of the 2005 Access Hollywood taping with Donald Trump that's been in the news all weekend. Uh, NBC, which owns Access Hollywood, has suspended Billy for his role in that conversation, pending pending further review, Hall added. That said, let's turn to last night's debate where that 2005 tape played a great role. Roker then spoke of his own discomfort as his son watched last night's debate as an eighth grade school assignment during which Trump's lewd conversation with Bush was front and center. Um, 
The press has put Roker firmly into the Billy Bush non-fan list since the Rio Olympics when the two men got into a spitting match over Bush's interview with Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte in which the athlete lied to Bush saying he had been pulled over and robbed with a gun to his head. He lied. He lied to you. He lied to Matt Lauer. He lied to his mom. He left his teammates hanging while he skedaddled. <sighs> there was no robbery. There was no pullover. He lied. Bush defended Lochte yep. saying he certainly lied about some details causing Roker to erupt. Blase, 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 escaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Bush, Mr. Billy Bush said the following. Obviously, I'm embarrassed and ashamed. It's no excuse, but this happened 11 years ago. I was younger, less mature, and acted foolishly in playing along. I'm very sorry. Well, Mr. Bush, 11 years ago, you were 34 fucking years old. You were a grown-ass right. man. Stop it. Stop okay. it. In, in Jesus' name, just stop. I throw it to y'all. Figure it out. What you want to say? Go. <laughs> you said Sorry it all. For you. you were not. You were, Sorry you were not you. a child. You, you were not. A, you were not inexperienced. You you knew better. Too bad for you. Sorry. Karma's a bitch. Oh. Stay mindful, stay mindful. You don't know what's gonna come back in a decade. Mm. Right. And decade. also don't be an asshole because the reason that he's getting fired has as much to do with him being an asshole to everybody on the Today Show as it does with these <clears throat> comments. I mean, it certainly, you know, doesn't help his case, but no one likes Billy Bush apparently on the Today Show, and this was before. He even, you know, went and, you know, started acting up at the Rio Olympics. So, you know, fuck him. I've never <laughs> liked Billy Bush. Mm. I've always found him to be entitled, entitled and insufferable. And I danced a jig of glee when uh, it came out that, you know, he was getting temporarily suspended. And now that suspension might be permanent. Fuck him. Well, no, it's not. Might be. It's not. It's not a question of if anymore. It's when he's done. Well, fuck him. I would say fuck him in the pussy, Sucks but well, he might like <laughs> Sucks to be him. Yes. And so with that, yes. And with that, I turn it back over to our illustrious moderator and leader, Dominion. <laughs> what <laughs> let's see all right right and then the only thing i will add to uh this billy bush thing is that billy bush apparently bought this shit on himself because um according was, to delisted.com he was walking around bragging, bragging about, about the tape to others in rio really so, <laughs> yes wow. so wow. you know if you're an entitled, arrogant prick who think, listen, I kind of get it on one level because you're the host of this ridiculous cable access Hollywood show. I mean, what was he going to do? I mean, yes, could he have been like Mr. Trump? That is not how we talk. That is not how we talk. Yes, he could have done that, but he probably. 
most people probably wouldn't have. There might have been like nervous laughter. They might have played along or whatever. But it's certainly not something that I would have bragged about on Thank the back you. end. It would have been somewhere I'm like, girl, I hope this never comes up because it's <laughs> not going to cast me in a positive light. And no one is going to believe that, girl, I just got this job and I'm so thankful <laughs> to have it. And, you know, I had to play along. What was I going to do? He was our biggest star at the time. You know, what the fuck mm. was I going to do? No one was going to believe sure. me, but that's not how he played it. He played it like yeah. it was a joke, which tells you he's just as yeah. bad as Donald right. Trump because he's bragging right. about this like this is a cool thing. Not the look. Well, you know what? For him, it might have been. You know, it was, I think, and, you know, even and, though he comes from money, mm-hmm. I think for him it was a, I can play along too. And it just, yeah, stupid. Just, just yeah. the, he has and, ruined and the last his career. Thing I'll say about it, and then we'll we'll wrap up. He did, but he's a bush, so he'll be all right. Um, oh, he's fine. It's not like his name is. It's not like his name is Raheem Bush, so he'll be all right. <laughs> so I, ain't got I think no that's bush. Seriously. seriously, that's my stripper name. Oh. Well, right. Hey. <laughs> your name, your stripper name is Raheem Bush. Raheem Bush. <laughs> I get it. At first, I was like, "What is mm. Raheem Bush?" But okay, I get it now. That's funny. <laughs> what annoys me most is what Samantha B pointed out. Is like people are like, "I have a daughter. I have, you know, a mother. I have a wife." And you know, she's like, um, one hundred percent of the human population has at least one female relative. A it's offensive because because hum- women are people, not because they're female, not because they need right. to be protected or anything. It's that because that's now how you treat other people. So, boom, shaka laka. So um, so uh. How does it yeah. feel, Mister Quest? It feels I mean, good. you know, we we tried to slide, we tried to we tried to slide it in easy, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's we know it's we, we know it's me. True. Well, I am virgin, and I'm I'm ready and willing now. So thank you very much. Well, all right then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys are dope as hell. This is this was fun. This was fun. <laughs> As long as you enjoyed it, baby. Listen, this is how we do it every week. We just sit around like a bunch of um, good friends and kiki and cut up. And you will be a new addition. You're going to add something new and fresh to the team because, you know, John Sebastian and I go back before there was a way back. (laughs) John Sebastian Sebastian and I went to high school together. Oh, (laughs) So where, I have known him for ten whole years. <laughs> yes, ten whole years. So ten whole years, and Legionnaire and I go back. Uh, uh, no, actually, John Sebastian and I have known each other for thirty-one years. Thirty, thirty-one years. Thirty-one wow. years. Nineteen ninety-five. Nineteen eighty-five. High school. Nineteen eighty-five. Hill. Yes, baby. So you guys and we look damn good for, for years. Oh yeah, we have. 
Um, but and 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 we like, and the thing is, we actually like we like each other, which that's is great. really you know it's yes, that's great. You know, this is somebody who, and honestly, if you weren't in LA, I would say, well, when you in the neighborhood, stop by my. Will I not feed you when you come to my house? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> baby! Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. Wait till we get off the air. I will tell you about how this potato salad changed my yeah. it changed my life. It changed, it changed my palate. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! What kind of potatoes is those? <laughs> I don't know, but it was it was everything. It was just ugh. Anyway, so uh, we got to wrap this up. So yes. Uh, Thank you guys for having me today. This Listeners, great. remember that reality streams on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. And episodes are available to downloads on Thursdays via poppychuloradio.com slash archives and also via iTunes. You can like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR reality. You can follow us on Twitter at PCR reality. You could also follow Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube. Just search for Poppy Chulo Radio. You can also support us financially by going to GoFundMe.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. And you can email us via reality at PoppyChuloRadio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. And if you're interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor, you can email us at talent at PoppyChuloRadio.com. So, uh, Mr. Quest, why don't you yes, kick it off by telling the listeners how they can get in contact with you sure um you can go to my website um my alter ego name is sebastian kill so uh it's sebastiankill.com uh and k-i-l-l and on instagram sebastian kill official come check me out excellent legionnaire yes the Folks out there in Radio Land can find me on the Instagram and the Twitter, where my handle is at Legion Onyx. Uh, on the Book of Faces, I am Legionnaire Onyx. And to those regular listeners of Poppy Chulo Radio, of course, not only will you find me here on Reality, but I will be on also on such shows as The Shield Files, our recap of the Marvel show Agents of Shield, as well as looking for me upcoming soon on the Rambling Dead, our recap show of the walking dead which will definitely be following the premiere of the show in a couple of weeks all right uh john sebastian you can reach me on the book of faces at uh, unofficial colon john sebastian and on twitter at gsj612 and you can reach me on the twitters and the instagrams at dom onyx on facebook at facebook.com forward slash Dom Onyx and via my website, which is www.domonyx.com. You know, we do this show every week and it's always good when new people want to join the family. So, Mr. Quest, we want to thank you for taking time out of your hectic schedule to come and be with us. We know it's particularly hard for you because this is right around rush hour when the show starts for you. Yeah, a little yes. bit, but that's all right. <laughs> I had such a good time. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. We definitely sincerely, appreciate you. Sincerely. Thank you for We enjoyed having you. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna have to do some googling, but uh, but we're good. We're good. <laughs> we're good, Vlad. We're good. The, the entire movie Jackie's Back is on YouTube, so you can catch it right there. I've never even Just heard of it. I've never even heard nothing. <laughs> oh my God! You it's gonna change your it's gonna change your life. I don't even know what the hell it is, but I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> wait, wait. Let me. What do you know? Who Jennifer Lewis is? Nope. <clears throat> so, sorry. <laughs> I'm writing this down right now. All right, now. so listeners, uh, so everyone, Wait, tell don't let me go yet. Don't let me go yet. I feel like you're going to push me over the cliff into the ocean right now on my back. <laughs> I said, say goodnight. Uh, well, good night. Good night. Good night, sweet lovers. Alvita's there, darlings. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Listen, we all there were always there are all things that we didn't know uh, at one time or another. So uh, with that, we'll say good night to the listeners, and now I'll tell you about this potato salad. Mwah. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Mwah. Thanks for listening to Reality. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.